0: now, Jalen and Jacoby.
1: Man, a pop the trunk,
0: Worry about my popsy getting jumped. Cause if we ever do, yo' TV popped and trunk. Cause we make the pop
2: the trunk and hit the sweet Now act stupid, I pop the trunk. Now give me a ba-boom, ba-boom. He is Jalen Anthony Rose. What up, Dope? I'm David Jacoby.
3: And on the cool check in. Center stage on the mic. And we're putting it on wax. It's the new style.
2: We're Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we do? We get a people. Got get the people. Get what people what they, want. they want. Week seven, almost all the way in the books. We have an update on the Cowboys, the Ravens, the Raiders, The Lions and the Michigan Wolverines. So much to get to today. But we start where we always do with the Dallas Cowboys. Big divisional game. They hosted the Eagles last night and they waxed the Eagles. Remember when Doug Peterson was saying that they were going to win? They did not. Let's check in with the stars of the Cowboys after the game
0: this team definitely needed this win uh, especially in the fashion we did it you know just to get, get some momentum uh for this season get some momentum going to this bye week uh, so we can you know close this season all right when your I'll rival
1: be- makes a statement that they'll win the game and you disprove that how does that feel I
0: told him to shut up Nana. all right so what you think he's doing now don't ask me
2: about that man no more bro <laughs> Jalen Rose after three losses the Cowboys got a big win last night is all the drama behind them
3: I believe all of the drama's behind them because they got healthy on their offensive line. They have balance with the run game, which creates the play-action-pass game. Amari Cooper getting open down the field. He had been dealing with some injury issues. They were playing at home. Philadelphia is also dealing with a lot of injuries. Without Deshaun Jackson, their main deep threat. But you still want to give the Dallas Cowboys a lot of credit. And you know Dak, in his mind, is looking on the other side of the field, understanding that their team took care of Carson Wentz and gave yep. him a big-time contract, Yeah. while my team hasn't taken care of me yet. So I'm, I know that he used that as some extra motivation as well. Big game from Ezekiel Elliott, 111 yards. I feel like they really needed that aspect. And
2: also, as you mentioned, Amari Cooper coming back was huge for the Cowboys. Jalen, you know I like to overreact. I'm a media guy. But I was <laughs> watching the Cowboys last night, and I was like, I don't know.
3: This team's pretty good. Are they one of the top teams in the NFC? I will say yes. And I know people tend to react overreact to losses. But here's why. Their defense has to be consistent. They forced four turnovers. And Philly did something on the Doug Peterson he normally does not do. He received the ball to start the game, to mm. try to jumpstart his offense. And what do they do? They have a drive. They get close to the 50. Tight end fumbles. Dallas gets over. the ba- Dallas gets the ball, they score. Philadelphia now gets the ball. Lawrence gets a sack, creates a fumble. Dallas gets the ball. they score again and at that point they were really confident with how they were playing football.
2: Jalen, I was shocked by the result of this next game that we are going to discuss. The Baltimore Ravens. Remember all that MVP talk about Russell Wilson? And I was looking at the Seahawks and I was like, ooh, maybe the Seahawks year, they're going to get back to the Super Bowl. The Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson took out the Seahawks and MVP candidate Russell Wilson. Lamar did it with his legs more than his
3: arm. What do you think about the Ravens' performance? So there are so many times in sports, and you've seen this a lot in the NBA where the best player goes in front of a microphone, says, my guys, my team. And then you look up a couple of weeks later, that guy's probably saying, we're not good enough. And like I always say on this show, the best player, help us win then. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson did something that I was watching really closely. And I talked about this with Moises Alou and Bartman. They got a delay a game penalty right here. He was so mm-hmm. very upset, slammed the ball, Yep. went over to his center, pat him on the backside, and was like, it's going to be okay. Now, that's a seminal moment for any team. Here's why. Because if they go continue to struggle and lose that game, that there becomes the storyline.
2: Yep, that's how the first question that he gets his, asked.
3: How he showed up his teammate, and then the guy that he showed up is a human being. Of course he's going to take it some type of way. So what did Lamar Jackson do at that point? He took over the game. It was third and 18. Ran for 15 and 16 yards. Fourth and two. They was about to punt. Harbaugh asked him did he want to go for it. He said he wanted to go for it. Fourth and two. Ran it in for a touchdown. The defense over there rested. Defense get them the ball back. Lamar Jackson, next possession. 30-yard rush. He took over the game, and he elevated his team to the point where they – dominated Seattle on their home field. And that's what I like to see in budding greatness. If you're the best player, help us win. That's what he did. You always
2: say that. You always say that and you're right about it this time. Now, I'm just going to be a little negative here. 143 passing yards? 143 passing yards? Like, don't you feel like he needs to do it with his legs and his arm? Not always just with his legs.
3: So, here's a dynamic that is changing in the sport, okay? The dual-threat quarterback isn't always going to be fantasy for his wide receivers. Now, if you're a top-flight wide receiver, you're probably not going to go sign and play with the Baltimore Ravens. No. But if you're Mark Ingram, you want to go play for the Baltimore Ravens because they're going to do power runs, multiple tight ends, tight ends lining up in the backfield, multiple linemen. And so now when you have that dual threat, as he continues to improve as a passer, This is going to be something special. And he was moving the ball, Jacoby. How about his tight end? Andrews dropped three balls. So those numbers look a lot different when you're not watching the game. When you saw those numbers, he is
2: on pace to rush more yards than any quarterback in history. And... He's putting up Mike Vick numbers. Now, we're a little older. You and I are a little older. We're kind of washed up, but we remember those Mike Vick years, and that was when he was changing the quarterback position. What Lamar Jackson is doing with the Ravens has been so impressive, and I look forward to seeing what he does next week. Now, Jalen, I had a revelation. The Packers are the best team in the NFC. I had that. I was, I was watching the game, the Packers Raiders, and I was like, you know what? The Packers are the best team in the NFC. You saw the Seahawks went down, and what did the what did the Packers do? They took care of the Raiders, and Aaron Rodgers had five touchdowns in the air. Look at these balls that he's throwing around, and we saw what happened last week and what he did this week. Matt Lafleur, Aaron Rodgers are teaming up, and look, at his, he ran for a touchdown too. Jalen. Do you agree with me that the Packers are the best team in the NFC?
3: I'm not going to go there just yet. Oh, I'm there. I'm because there. there are multiple teams in the NFC that deserve consideration. By the way, the, the 49ers are undefeated. The Saints will be in the conversation. Don't sleep on the Vikings, who I continue to put in this conversation It seem like people leave them out. And so the Dallas Cowboys... May catapult themselves into this conversation. So I know why you get excited, but I have to say this for all of you media types. Two days ago, Aaron Rodgers wasn't in the MVP conversation. Now people Mm -hmm. trying to act like he's the favorite. We no, we can't they pump the race That's what we a do. little bit. Pump That's the what That's what the media does. We, we fluctuate. We fluctuate. Russell
2: Wilson was the MVP 24 hours ago, and now it's Aaron Rodgers. It's like Russell Wilson went from like a, a, an MVP favorite to not in the conversation, and Aaron Rodgers went from not in the conversation to MVP favorite. That is what we do. And I'm gonna predict this now: the Packers are going to beat the Chiefs next week and then you are going to change your mind next monday you're going to be talking about how the packers are the best team in the nfc after they beat the chiefs you will see it remember where you heard it first right now it is time for some very important news that matter jalen rose we have a very important update in the world of technology and safety um, the Air Force's Strategic Automated Command and Control System. It's an internal chat protocol that they use to launch missiles. The Air Force uses this. And this involves nuclear missiles. And do you know what technology they've moved on from? They stopped using 8-inch floppy disks. That's right. To fire nuclear weapons, the military stopped using floppy disk technology. Do you feel safer now or less safe now After you heard that information,
3: I feel less safe now because the last time I heard the term floppy disk, I was at the University of Michigan campus and I was walking around and I was noticing all of the students, they had them. And I'm like, wait, I need to catch up. And so for us to still be using that level of technology, 25 years later, hey, man, it ain't safe out here. Nope.
2: Let's get to people what they want. Just okay is not okay. Whether you're talking about your wireless network or college football. So on Saturday morning, when you're looking for the best game to watch, we know you're all in on your team. But after that, don't settle for just an okay matchup. Do what I do. Find the best game that's going on with the best teams and the best players like choosing a wireless network. You want to go with America's best network? That's AT and T. Just like the best of the best in college football, you can never settle for just okay. Whether you are trying to coordinate who's paying their chest with what letter, or where the tailgate is going down, just okay is never okay. Especially when it comes to your wireless network. So get AT and T America's best network and stay on top of your game all season long. Best network based on GWs one score, September two thousand nineteen. Michigan. I'm so fired up. I'm watching the game. I'm ready for the Michigan Wolverines to do it. And before I even finished my first beer, they were down 21 to nothing, Jalen. What happened
3: to the Wolverines? Well, first off, if that was your first beer, you drinking way too slow watching college football. (laughs) Second, that's what happened. James Franklin and that offense looked faster than us. They look yep. more prepared than us. Yep. More physical than us. Yeah. They looked better than us to start that game. You can't be on the road during a whiteout and get down 21-0 to Penn no. State. It, it just you can't cannot. happen. I, I was Challenge. really disappointed in the start of that game. I got bad
2: news. I mean, y'all lost to Wisconsin. Lost to Penn State. You got Notre Dame next week. Ohio State still down the road. Michigan State still down the road. This is, looks like it could be a five-loss season for your Wolverines.
3: Are you ready for that? I am not ready for that. My heart can't take it. I feel like uh, Fred Sanford, Elizabeth. <laughs> I'm coming to join you, honey. I can't. I can't take it. And so this is where the team has got to show a level of character and resolve, because exactly what you just said, you can't now allow this loss to spiral out of control. For the remainder of your season. That's why I was positively positively encouraged by the 21-point comeback. Mm-hmm. And we did have a chance to tie the mm-hmm. game. Drop the touchdown. Drop
2: it was a good second touchdown. half. It was a good second half. I will give it to the Wolverines. They did fight back. Like when I saw it was 21-0, I thought it was like, oh, gonna be a blowout. They did fight back. It was a good second half. But I'm just very concerned about this Michigan football team. And you look there, one and 10 against top 10 teams since Jim Harbaugh got there. We all know Harbaugh's reputation. We know his brand. We know his brother. But at some point, especially if you get a loss to a house state, you start to you start to lose to Michigan State. If those losses start to pile up, could this be Harbaugh's last year coaching the Michigan Wolverines? So
3: I want to make sure I say this into a microphone in particular for national media consumption. This this okay. is real this is really important. Okay. As somebody that's been a highly touted recruit. When you get those guys on campus and then you get those guys in uniform and then I'm watching those guys go on and be successful in the NFL draft, it tells me that they're being developed and they have talent. But you Mm -hmm. know what you got to do when you're wearing that maize and blue uniform? You got to ball. And I just told you that we dropped the touchdown. They could have tied the game. I know. We dropped the touchdown. They could have tied the game.
2: Jay, when the Lions are winning and when the Michigan Wolverines are winning, I hit you up on text, right? I always hit you. But when it's not going well, I don't hit you. I just follow you on social. And me and my wife were absolutely fascinated by the following video of you during the Michigan Wolverines game.
3: You're having a good Saturday? we got down 21-0. The Wolverine does cook. Squad ain't playing A-plus, but...
1: What's happening right here?
3: Little potatoes. Oh, what's that? Did I feel... Lobster with the Cajun. Right hand
1: and push off. That, that's How are you going
3: to call the offensive, offensive, offensive pass interference? They just scored a touchdown.
1: Wait, is that really on your
0: head? Do you
2: think to help you guys win? Yo, you walking around with the hands on the hips, walking around the kitchen. Yo, but my wife... She was just like, those lobster tails look really good. <laughs> <laughs> she, was like, Yo, those, she was like, we got to go, go up there. We got to go to Uncle Jalen's house, because those lobster tails look really good. Talk to me about the Cajun seasoning. How often did you cook them? Did you eat all of them? Did Molly have some? I want to know everything about the Cajun lobster tails.
3: So there's a, I think it's Popeyes that does a commercial where it shows all of the seasonings mm-hmm. that they put inside of their secret sauce. If I told you that, then I might have to kidnap you. Okay? I might have to patent it. It is so very awesome. Little bit spicy, but not You put them on the grill? Much. You I put them on, on the grill? Of course. Night grilling oh. is like Yo. night football in college. No doubt. Yo. Put them on the grill.
2: Chilling. Chilling. I didn't get a text. I didn't get an invite. Anytime. I didn't hear anything. Me and my wife are just looking at the phone like, that looks really good. How come Uncle any Taylor didn't have us over? Time. Moving on. I know it was a tough Saturday night for you. Didn't get any better on Sunday. Big divisional game. Second one in a row for the Lions. And they ran into a Vikings team that looks pretty good. Kirk Cousins, ever since getting called out by Adam Thielen, has been doing his thing. This was not very competitive from the Lions, Jalen. I thought the Lions were going to be good this year. What happened?
3: So first and foremost, I want to bow down and pay homage because I actually picked the Vikings to win this game. Mm. And so as you see Diggs, as you see Thielen, both caught touchdowns. Thielen left the game with a hamstring injury. They have a bell cow in Cook that they can turn around and get a football to. And then you have Mike Zimmer, who's going to make sure as a head coach that they play a physical brand of football that creates balance. That's why they're really tough to beat. And so I knew this was going to be a tough game. We lost Kerryon Johnson during the game with a knee injury. We lost Big Play Slay during the game with an injury. But Marvin Jones, he got four touchdowns. Not one, not two, not three, but four touchdowns. Not Jay. many people have done that in the history of the league.
0: He's Let me tell you something.
2: Let me tell you something. I think the Lions are the best, third best team in their division in football. Like, they just happen to be in a really tough division. You lost to the Packers. You lose to the Vikings. Those are two really good football teams. They're better than the Bears, but they are the best, third best team in their division in football. They just happen to have a bad draw this year with their... Yeah.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh. Oh, oh. we did that?
2: that. Oh. I've never seen that one before. Play that one again. I've never seen that one before. Yeah. Oh, that's Val. Oh, that's Val. That's Val. Your own, your own show has turned against you now, Jay. Your own show. I didn't even know that was coming. Your own show has turned on you. Oh, I feel bad for you, and I never feel bad for you. There we go. There we go. It's time for you to take us behind the curtain. Jalen, the Miami Heat's season starts on Wednesday when they take on the Memphis Grizzlies. However, a gentleman by the name of Deion Waiters will not be playing in that game. He has been suspended by the Heat. Jalen, take us behind the curtain. What is happening
3: with Deion Waiters? So, if you look throughout the landscape of professional sports in particular, Michael Bennett was suspended by the Patriots. Okay? Mm-hmm. Look at the culture that's been built in Miami with the Heat, a championship level culture led by Pat Riley. There are certain things that digs may be able to do in Minnesota and get fined for two hundred thousand dollars that championship level organizations who set a standard are just not going to allow. And you saw this with James Johnson when they felt like he was out of shape. They sent him right home. They sent him home. And for Deion Waiters, this is an important year. Here's why. It's one thing when Dwayne Wade leaves, you feel like, hey, this may be my opportunity to step in and have a terrific season. And then now all of a sudden Jimmy Butler signs. Then Tyler Hero emerges. Then Justice Winslow has emerged as somebody that can play quality minutes. So now he's battling for minutes, and that can be frustrating for a player, take it from somebody that's been in that position, but you still got to maintain your level of professionalism. And so when that does not happen, you will be disciplined by the Miami Heat.
2: I do not think that Deion Waiters finishes this season on the Miami Heat. I just I just don't see it happening, especially with the way that Tyler Hero's playing. My guy, Tyler Hero's playing. I do not see him finishing the season on the Heat. Nope. Jalen Rose, we pride ourselves in being in front of the news cycle. And when we are, it's time for Broken News. everyone
0: else, it's breaking news. To Jalen and Jacoby listeners, it's Broken News.
2: The Rams brought Jalen Ramsey into Atlanta. And guess what? They waxed the Falcons. The Falcons that you have been talking about for quite some time. Let's listen to Falcons head coach Dan Quinn react to another disappointing
3: loss. You think you've lost the team?
0: I understand why the question is a fair question, uh, quite honestly, because, uh, you spend most of your time trying to, you know, connect and get the team to play like we're capable of. And so the answer I would say is no. Uh, but why am I, uh, you know, the disbelief at times of not playing like we're capable of? Uh, that can be very frustrating. Jalen, the Falcons play the
2: Seahawks next week. Something tells me next Monday we will not be celebrating an Atlanta victory. What do you see happening with Dan Quinn?
3: They've been probably the most disappointing team in the NFL for me based on their level of talent. You got a quarterback in Matt Ryan. They're proving to be franchise level. You mm-hmm. have all-world receiver in Julio Jones. Ridley has shown promise. Sanu is shown promise. Freeman fumbled yesterday in the game. Great hit by Ramsey. They're talking about trading Vic Beasley. This yep. has become the... a a team that I've been scratching my head watching every week. You know how this works. We spend 10 hours of our lives watching these games on Sunday. And every time I flip to watch the Falcons, they just look uninspired. They can't stop anybody. Only scored 10 points in the game. I hate to say it, but when Dan Quinn was at the press conference, usually when somebody asks you, you did you lose the team, You don't ramble for 60 seconds and then say no. You say no, and then you ramble. And so I can tell that he senses it, and Mm -hmm. at some point, unfortunately, it's going to cost him his job in my opinion. It
2: is going to cost him his job. And I did like the fact that he acknowledged why he was being asked the question in the first place. You know, I I feel like that self-awareness is important, especially when you're dealing with the media and a disappointed fan base. But I do feel like it will cost him his job, and I do not think that they will be beating the Seahawks come next week. Jalen, remember we were talking about the Bears and how great their defense was, and maybe without a great offense, this defense could carry them, you know, deep into the playoffs? Well, things have changed since then. They played the Saints this weekend, and Teddy Bridgewater tore up that Bears defense and brought the Saints the victory. You see Bridgewater here doing his thing. Jalen,
3: is this bad Bears or good Saints? This is terrific Saints. And that's without Avin Kamara. You turn around and hand it to Latavius Murray, gets you over 100 yards. Your Swiss Army knife heel scores a TD. But here's the thing people sleep on about Teddy Bridgewater. What's that? He has self-awareness. He's 26 years old. And he had offers this offseason to go play elsewhere. And he decided to stay. As Drew Brees' backup, somebody that's normally in the lineup, that just so happened to get hurt. And so many people felt like when Drew Brees went down that the Saints would not be able to hold it down. They've been undefeated during this period of time. 5-0, and and they played good competition during that 5-0 run too. This isn't the bottom of the league they're facing. No doubt about it. It says so much about Sean Payton. Now, Alvin Kamara, again, who missed yesterday's game, hasn't been putting up his normal fantasy numbers Michael Thomas went over 100 yards receiving still. It was great to watch Teddy continue to emerge as somebody that they seem to take the training wheels off of him each week to now put him in position to be successful. Let's say you were running the Saints, right? And you know Breeze is coming back,
2: okay? So you're going to put Breeze in the game. But do you keep Bridgewater next season as a backup when you've seen how effective he can be? Or do you let him walk and start for another team?
3: No, you keep him as a backup because people have to pay attention to something. Nick Foles just won Super Bowl MVP as a backup quarterback. Yep. Carson Wentz got a big deal. And then Nick Foles ultimately got a big deal. That's an important position on your roster, that you have to find a way to keep somebody that's going to be there in case something happens to your starting quarterback. You don't put the other 52 guys in jeopardy, the opportunity to still be successful. Jalen,
2: I cannot agree more. I think the backup quarterback position is more important than most positions in the NFL. And there was a man who was once a backup quarterback to a gentleman named Tom Brady. And he has now come into his own. And this man's name is... Jacoby! Jacoby Brissett! Why did it take us this long to get to Jacoby Brissett? Why did our producers bury Jacoby Brissett so deep into this show? He should be the first thing we talk about and the only thing we talk about. This entire hour should be dedicated to the greatness that is Jacoby Brissett. I said it first. Jacoby Brissett is the face of the league. He's going to be MVP this year. When is it gonna take people? When is it when is everyone else gonna catch up to the greatness that is Jacoby Brissett? Because he had. Four touchdowns yesterday, 326 yards. Yet, and that was against Deshaun Watson, who we were just last week asking, would you rather have Mahomes or Watson? We talk about Lamar Jackson. We talk about Aaron Rodgers. Yet no one, no one will discuss the greatness that is Jacoby
3: Brissett. Is he the most underappreciated quarterback in the NFL? Right now he has to be because anytime you lose Andrew Luck, who had terrific talent and potential And people thought if they were going to win the Super Bowl, it was going to be because he was on the sender. But not the people in their building, not management, not their coaching staff, not the rest of the team. You didn't see them panic and go out and do some sort of signing or trade. They gave him a bigger deal, as a matter of fact. They believed in Jacoby so very much. But I got to make sure I stress this. And this is a salary cap driven sport. There will be people that say, Jimmy Garoppolo's undefeated. Jacoby Brissett is playing well. It's a loss for the Patriots. Y'all do realize who won the Super Bowl last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you how only, many, losses, how you, many losses do the Patriots have? Correct. How many losses do Co- have? Correct. And you have to dedicate your resources somewhere. So you couldn't invest in Garoppolo. You couldn't necessarily invest in Brissett. But guess what they did? They invested in that defense. They invested in that run game. So now Tom Brady doesn't have to drop back at 42 years old and throw the football 40 times a game. The Patriots
2: have zero losses. They face the Jets tonight, and they feel like a true undefeated team, the best team in the AFC. But there's a team in the NFC that is also undefeated, and that's the 49ers. They played the Washington team yesterday. They won 9-0 in an ugly sort of wet game. But, Jalen, Why don't I respect the 49ers as an undefeated team? Why do I look at the 49ers and still not feel like they're the class of the NFC? Explain to me why I am disrespecting the
3: 49ers. Because they're not dropping back, throwing the football all over the lot, and their quarterback isn't having four and five touchdown pass games. Or you're not seeing their running back having 200-yard rushing games, being a dual threat, catching for another 75. They're doing it with their defense. They're doing it with their front four. They're doing it with their linebackers. They're doing it with because their cornerbacks and their safeties can actually cover. And they don't allow many yards after the catch. And that was a muddy game yesterday. And as I was watching Washington play, looking for a new head coach, it made me think of something. So... They fire Jay Gruden right in their building in the last nine or ten years. Let me let me tell you who was in their building. Okay, who? Mike Shanahan, two-time Super Bowl-winning coach in Denver, was in their building. Yep. He hired his son, Kyle Shanahan, to be a head coach. You know where he's coaching right now? Wait, he's now coaching, uh, uh, oh, the team that just beat them. Correct. Right. And they're that's undefeated, right. right? That's right. Okay, that's right. let me tell you yeah. somebody else that was in their building. You ever heard of uh, Aaron Rodgers when he uh, had six touchdowns yesterday? Matt LaFleur, Wait, it's, it's Matt LaFleur. was in there. Oh, he was, he was also, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Huh. And huh. how about the guy, if you know his name, you get a coaching interview. Sean McVay.
2: <laughs> yeah, you say if he's in your phone, if he's in your phone, you get hired. They don't even care. They're like, do you have Sean McFay's number? You say yes, you get hired. So, when you talk
3: about an uh, organization that's dysfunctional, you have all of these potential people in your building that are great at what they do, and they seem to flourish when they leave. Ask Kirk Cousins, what did he do yesterday?
2: Oh, um, oh that's right, he beat the Lions. Oh, that's right. It just seems like once you leave the Washington football team, success is waiting for you. And that is not good for the football fans in the DMV. Nope. Jalen, there's so much going on in the NFL, in Major League Baseball, and all across the sports landscape that we can't get to it all. So we have a segment called keep moving, keep moving. No way, keep moving. Uh-huh. If you want to discuss the topic, you say hit the brakes. If not... Me, you, and Met the Man jump in the minivan and keep it moving. Are you ready, Mr. Rose? Let's get it. Jalen, Jose Altuve did something impressive this weekend. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. We got to hit the brakes on this. Game six, Altuve at the plate hits a walk-off home run to send his team to the World Series.
3: Jalen Rose, in that moment, what do you feel? I felt like Altuve, Carrera, Springer, and their pitching staff embody the kind of baseball that you can sustain excellence because they have not only ace pitching, but they have timely hitting, not just slugging. That's what the Yankees were built on, breaking a lot of home run records. This level of balance that they have is really special to watch.
2: It is, and, you know, I got a recency bias because I'm part of the national media, and I was thinking the Nationals pitching could not be matched, but once I saw that from Altuve and the Astros, I'm picking the Astros to win the World Series because I am an overreacting media member. Moving on. (laughs) It is Monday, so we have a new... AP poll. Keep it moving or hit the bricks.
3: I want to see where Michigan is. Hit the brakes.
2: No, it's not about Michigan. It is about Ohio State leaping Clemson and Alabama still at number one. But Tua has a hurt ankle. He will need midseason surgery. Can Alabama stay on top without their starting quarterback?
3: I don't think so. They got a game against LSU coming up. If he's not going to be 100%, that may be their first loss of the season. So that's I what I'm looking think forward so to seeing. as well.
2: Me too, I cannot wait for that LSU-Alabama matchup. Okay, the Raptors, fresh off their championship, have secured their star of the future. Keep it moving
3: or hit the brakes. He deserved a bag, help him lead him to the finals. Keep it moving. We'll keep it moving. We keep it moving, we keep it moving. The Los Angeles Chargers are in
2: real trouble. Keep it moving or hit the hit brakes. the brakes. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, you remember Melvin Gordon, one of the best running backs in the game last year. He had only 32 yards rushing and a crucial lost fumble. What is
3: going on with Melvin Gordon? So initially trying to work him back into their rushing attack really has stymied their offense. Because, yes, Eckler fumbled on the goal line against the Lions. But he was running the football terrific all season and even catching the football for over 100 yards yesterday. So for Gordon to have a couple of fumbles, one late in the game on the goal line. Oh, yeah. I'm saying they're going to trade him. Wait, Won't wait, be wait, any long-term wait, wait, wait. deal. Wait, 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 wait. No. What you say? They're going to trade him. They're going to trade they're gonna him. They're going to trade him? Yeah, they're going to trade him. Oh, wow. And that's probably going to be first. good news for him as well. Jalen, why do you think they would trade Melvin Gordon? because you can tell it's not working. So if you look at the dynamics of their uh, offense, Phillip Rivers, Keenan Allen, you got Henry back as tight end. You wanted him to be that that three-down type of back, but then Eckler just emerged, and he deserves the opportunity to get a lot more touches. You can't now turn and give Melvin Gordon a huge deal after holding out, coming back, Losing every game that he's participated in, he didn't get a fourth-quarter carry in the previous game. You give him a fourth-quarter carry after he complains about not getting a fourth-quarter carry in the previous game, and he fumbles on the goal line.
2: So you know when you hold out and you come back without a new deal, you know you're upset. You know you feel disrespected by the franchise. And then when you do show up and you don't perform, you end up fumbling the ball away and you end up with 32 yards rushing. There's an imbalance there. He's not happy with the team. Team is not happy with him. I do not see him in a Chargers uniform next year, especially under a big number. Not
3: next year. This year. Oh, you think he's going to be
2: gone soon? Yeah, that's happening this year. Oh, wow. You heard it here first on Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen, the Buffalo Bills are a powerhouse? What is
3: happening? Keep moving or hit the brakes? I just want to give props to their defense. It's really slept on. That's why they continue to win games. But they were playing the Dolphins. Keep it moving.
2: Keep it moving. We keep it moving. We keep it moving. The Cincinnati Bengals are not being disrespected enough. Keep it moving or hit the brakes.
3: This is why we going to hit the brakes. See, here's the thing. Everybody talks about the Washington team and how bad they are, and everybody laughs at the Dolphins and
2: how bad they are. The Bengals are atrocious. The Bengals have not even been close to winning a game this year, yet people are not disrespecting them enough. Why are the Bengals not more disrespected on a national scale?
3: First off, for the Jaguars, and Joku was out there balling, getting tackles mm-hmm. for losses getting a pick six, getting QB hits, getting tackles. He was out there killing them. But on the other side, we talked about the Bengals, say, three or four weeks ago, and A.J. Green was standing on the sideline. Big game. What did I tell you was going to happen once he started to get healthy?
2: He's going to not play in the games.
3: (laughs) He ain't playing for this team.
2: Mm.
3: No, i going out there. You, you talked about the Dolphins. At least they're 0-6. The Bengals are 0-7. I know. The Bengals are trash. <laughs> and
2: they're trash.
3: So many years they had Marvin Lewis. So many years. So many years. And they took him for granted. You bring in a new coach, team mm. gets worse. And I got to put a lot of this on Andy Dalton, too. Because he got paid to be a franchise-level quarterback, and he's not performing like one. So this is a total team disaster.
2: Yo, next time you've got your ESPN Fantasy Football app open, just look to see if there's a bangle you're playing against, if there's a <laughs> bangle on your team. like They're not even like on fantasy. Like, I haven't played against a single bangle, or is there a bangle on my team? That's how bad the
3: bangles are. Nah, I'm a fantasy football fanatic. I Mix- know you are. Mixon did have a touchdown yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Jalen... You know I
2: always talk about how I overreact and a part of the media and this and that. Do you remember a gentleman by the name of Danny Dimes because it seems to have disappeared? What? What? Danny Dimes? Keep moving. Hit the brakes. I need you to hit the brakes on this. <laughs> well, Danny Dimes and the Giants lost to Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, who have low-key put together some good wins for the past few weeks. Is this more about the Giants being bad or Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury starting to put it together in? Arizona.
3: I think the Cardinals have started to put it together because anytime Johnson goes out as you're starting running back after three snaps and you put in Edmonds, during basically a homecoming, he went to college at Fordham, he rushes for more yards than Murray throws for and has three touchdowns, all 20-plus yards. He was out there running wild. And on the other side, what about Chandler Jones? He had one. Two, three, four sacks Mm. in the football game. Mm. He was getting to the quarterback.
2: Jalen Rose, Tom Brady is upset Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Did you say Tom Brady? I did. Hit the brakes. Okay. So, there's this Netflix show starring Paul Rudd called Living With Yourself. There's like two Paul Rudds. I don't really understand it. But anyway, Tom Brady has a cameo in the show where he is leaving – I guess I'll call it a strip mall massage parlor. No. And Paul Rudd asks him if he's been there before, and he says six (laughs) times. But now Tom Brady is upset. Jalen, explain to me why he would film that scene in the first place, and then explain to me why he would be upset about it after
3: it was aired. Well, you film it in the first place because you're trying to be a part of a Netflix special. Mm Mm-hmm. In hindsight, you're upset about it because... It comes off like you're throwing shade at your owner, Robert Kraft, who you've won six Super Bowls with. And you're still playing at a high level on an undefeated football team that always prides itself of never allowing distractions to be in their building. And so now this becomes that as this starts to be released. Here's the thing, Tom, don't film it. When you show up on
2: set and they're like, "This is what your role is," you're going to be leaving a massage parlor. Just say, "No, I'm not interested in doing that. I will not allow you to film me doing that." And then when it comes out, I don't understand why he got upset. It's like one of those things where I feel like he didn't really prep for the role. He didn't really know what he was going to do. He just saw on his schedule he's supposed to be at a certain time at a certain place, and he got there and he's like, "Oh, this is what we're doing." Uh, uh, okay. And then he called his agent and got mad afterwards. We celebrated Jacoby Brissett, but now it is time for the jailing of the week. No, it is not Jalen Ramsey. It is, again, Jalen Hurts, who wins the Jalen of the Week honor. Look at these numbers from Jalen Hurts. 16 of 17 passing, 316 yards, three passing touchdowns, 75 yards rushing, two rushing touchdowns. Jalen, the Heisman is his, is it not?
3: The Heisman is his, and these numbers that he's putting up are obscene. Did you say 16 of 17 Four touchdowns through the air? Three through the air, two on the ground. 16 of 17 passes. And after the game, I told you about his leadership. Was right back in the weight room on IG, showing his team that he still has that burning desire for greatness. That type of leadership allows them to be undefeated. And this is why Lincoln Riley... He going to get a blank check from somebody to coach their NFL team next year. Blank Jalen,
2: check. Jalen Hurts is so mature, so productive, that he should probably change his first name. Like, he should probably <laughs> change his first name. He really should. He should be Jason. He should be Jason Hurts when he gets drafted into the NFL. Very quickly, we have the Patriots going to New Jersey to take on the Jets. Is there any chance the Jets can pull off up an upset tonight on Monday Football? There is
3: a chance. I'm anticipating a good football game, a physical football game, a Patriot win, but not necessarily to the point where the Jets embarrassed themselves. You got your starting quarterback back. This yep. is what I want to see. What do you want Le'Veon to see? Le'Veon Bell have a vintage football he game. He hasn't, he hasn't been
2: producing for the Jets the way that I expected him to when they signed him this offseason. I, like you, think it will be a Patriots win. But he's
3: been doing a good job leading and he's been be doing close. a good job of being be a leader.
2: I want to apologize to you.
3: Whoa! So my my homeboys... Whoa!
2: My homeboys from the Cookies Hoop podcast, they had a little first annual Cookies Hoops classic, right? And... They're like, hey, is it cool if we have a Jalen and Jacoby team? I never really cleared it with my brother Jalen Rose that we were going to have a Jalen and Jacoby team. And Jalen Rose is off wax. Talked to me about some of my zero-point performances when I play pickup. (laughs) And he's been like, yo, you represent both of us. You can't be out here scoring zero points. Like, you represent us. When you are walking the streets now, we are a partnership. Now you are disrespecting me when you score zero points. So I had the Jalen and Jacoby team didn't tell Jalen about it, felt a little (laughs) funny, and we went out there, and uh, we ran into some stiff competition. Our first game, we lost 10 to 15, and we were proud of ourselves. We're like, yo, we play well. We're like, yo, we we hit our shots. Like, they they had Royal Ivy, you know what I mean, assistant coach of the Knicks, former NBA player. They had the Night King. They had this dude named Chris that played at Brown or something. He's like 250 pounds. Like, we got waxed. Second game, more competition. Yo, this little dude, he he went past me. And before I even opened up my hips to, like, try to stop him at the rim, he already took four steps and, and finished at the rim. Like, <laughs> like Trey Young did with yeah. all J.J. Reddick. Exactly. Like, yo, like, I didn't even open up my hips to turn to try to guard him. And he was already past me and finished at the rim. We got waxed the first two games. We got a good, good W in the third game. And then the elimination playoffs happened. We got up like seven to two. We were like, Oh, we got this team. We were, we don't wax these guys. It was the Supreme. You know, Supreme clothing line, the dudes that yeah. work there. We're yeah. like, Oh, we we got these guys. No problem. We got them. And then we downshifted. You know, when you get ahead you downshift and we lost a game, we lost a game one and three, the Jalen and Jacoby team. One in three, Jalen. I apologize to you for misrepresenting yourself, for disrespecting you, disrespecting your family, dis- disrespecting this show, everybody that works on this show. I want to apologize to Reg, to Harlan, to Demetrius, to Brianna, to Griselda, to Rachel, and everybody. I
3: apologize. I so a few better. things. As long as you guys handled yourself with class, that actually is more important to me. Oh, we did as long as you guys had adult beverages afterwards. Oh We we're, we're, were the only team after, after, we were drink. the only
2: team drinking. We were yeah. the only team drinking. We're like, yo, I thought this was, a, this was a three-on-three tournament for charity. Like, yo,
3: why is everybody taking this so serious? <laughs> Stretching and <laughs> gonna place. <laughs> but the good thing is they, they can't get um, over or underrated is that you've been getting your hoops runs on. I like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I
2: like that. And I missed, you. I missed you at the Puma event. I saw you on social out there judging the dunk contest. I tried to get down there, but the, the Cookies Hoops Classic took a little longer than I expected it to.
3: So here's something, <clears throat> here's something you would appreciate. Even though you didn't make it, you would have got a chance to meet the voice of Rucker Park. Larry himself was out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw
2: that on the social, I was, I was like, I know that voice. I was like, <laughs> I know that, I know that announcer.
3: <laughs> so now, since you the uh, pick-up basketball expert, I got to get him to come on the show, and we got to talk about the rules that you and I disagree about.
2: Oh, listen. Listen. This is how I play basketball. And I got Reggie in my ear being like, we got voicemails about that. Yeah. We got voicemails about that. Yeah. And I got Reggie and Demetrius. Now, I could hear them in the background when we were doing the show last week. And everyone was talking about how crazy I play basketball. Listen, yeah. twos and threes, no backcourt, no and ones. And in this Wait. tournament, Jalen, you'll appreciate it. No and ones in the tournament either. Oh, yo, by the way, by the way, by the way. First of all, this place is beautiful. This 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 new brand new basketball venue they got. But you know what? When they showed up to the tournament, they're like, "Oh wait, you didn't get the refs. Oh wait, I didn't get the refs. There were no refs. Call your oh, own fouls. Oh no. Oh no. Call your own fouls. Oh no. Call your own fouls. Oh no. Oh no. They try to. Yo, we had we had two guys holding the ball at the same time, going for a rebound. Like same, you know what I mean? Like someone says, same team, whatever. And they could try to call a travel on us. Like, wait a second. Wait a second. What? You can't. You
3: can't have call your own fouls. You can't have call your own fouls in a, in a,
2: in a serious tournament.
3: Correct. Not at all. Not if anything worth uh, yeah. consequence. No, you can't have call your own foul. I agree. So listen,
2: I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for all the smoke on the voicemails. Let's have it, Reg. I'm ready.
0: What up, Jalen and Jacoby? Shout out, Reg. Ledge. Shout out. So I'm in my car on this Saturday afternoon, listening to the podcast that was distributed on Friday, in the discussion about pickup basketball. Jim, how is your man here talking about no backcourt violations in a four-court game, playing by twos and threes, basically a game to eight? I, man, I'm, I'm, I'm blown, man. I'm, and this is our foremost authority on rec league and pick up basketball. I'm thinking we need a recount, man. I'm thinking we need a commission somebody tell me something different love the show have a supporter thank you guys for keep giving us what we want and as always keep getting those checks. I love this caller Yo, he said, he said,
2: I'm listening to the podcast that was distributed on Friday, October 18th. He said He said. foremost, he said recount, and he said distributed. This man was serious. Like, he didn't just pick up the phone like, oh, let me just call in and see if they're going to put on the show. Like,
3: he, he was serious. I feel like I should apologize to that man. I'm sorry to that man. So the thing we love about our podcast audience is they're our family. Mm -hmm. And you can call into the program and you can call our bluff on things that we say, because we say some things that are inaccurate. And Mm -hmm. obviously we go in a lot of different places that lead us open for criticism and rightfully so. And my brother Jacoby did that in this case. He plays 100 percent more basketball than I do currently. But I was surprised like the rest of the world with some of the rules Twos and that threes. you play under. Twos and threes. What? And so we always thankful that people took time out of their day to listen to our pod and to call into our show. Trust me, there are shows out there that are podcasts that people aren't listening to, aren't calling in, and <laughs> can't do live shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I'd rather people be mad at me than people not care about me.
3: <laughs> right. Three. So let me say that first. But, but I agree with the caller, and he says a basic premise. You can't play a full court game and not call back court. That's what I was trying to tell you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And no. you, can't, you can't call nope. and you can't play a 3-on-3 tournament for charity with something of consequence at stake and not have refs. I mean, they have no
2: refs. You got to have one ref for the finals or something. Like, for the finals? Like, come on, come on now.
3: Come on, Come on now, call your own fouls. You got please. all of these great brands: Jalen and Kobe yeah. and Nike and Supreme and all of these great <laughs> brands. You can't get no refs. Come on, man! Oh, we got a problem. Here? You need a ref,
2: even just for the finals. Like you need Come a on, man. ref. You need a <laughs> ref. Try to call it travel on me because me and my homeboy got the ball at the same time. Please. <laughs> You know, there's some calls, like, there's some calls you just don't respect. You know, everyone says, oh, respect the call, respect the call. Sometimes you're just like, nah. You're just like, no. Like, nah, nah. I know, I understand this goes against the fabric of everything I've been saying forever. Respect the call, respect the call. Like, I'm not respecting that call. Oh, no, since, no. So,
3: since you want to talk about respect the call, I have to ask you a really important question.
2: Uh, I don't like this. I don't when, like this already.
3: When people dispute a call in your rec, do y'all shoot for it every now and then? Every now and
2: then you shoot for it. But here's what I learned, you know, as the senior pickup basketball analyst in the world, it's body language is more important than what people say. Body language is more important. Like, you can tell if the other team starts walking away. You know what I mean? Like, if someone makes a call and, like, the other team, your own teammates are kind of walking the other direction. Yeah. Like, then you know it's body language is more important than language language when it comes to disputed calls. Is you can just kind of, like, read the room. Like, if you imagine if, 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 if imagine you were watching on a surveillance camera so you didn't have any audio. You could <laughs> tell who made the right call just from the body language of the teammates of the person that made the disputed call.
3: But uh. not, but not necessarily. But no, that's not always accurate. Yes, it because is. Yes, it is. That no, no, it's not. No, it's not. Yes, it is not. it is not. I'm yes, gonna, I'm gonna tell you what this sounds like. You ever seen that commercial when they were t- trying to teach the young people about sportsmanship? Oh, and, and then the one young guy was like, "Sir, it was machine.
2: actually off me." <laughs>
3: <laughs> right. So, so, so that's, so that, so you telling me that's what happens in your rec league? Yo. So <laughs> in this tournament, in this tournament. Ball tips off
2: of my man and then tips off someone else and goes out of bounds. And he was like, nah, it didn't touch me. So we got no refs. He's just like, nah, it didn't touch me. We're just like, what are you what are you what are you talking about? Well you
3: just said you that, that
2: you just said that, that doesn't happen. I mean, it, it, there's disputed calls. I didn't say there's no disputed calls. No, I was, you, just, I was just surprised that someone would. I was surprised that someone would walk this earth, have the ball touch their fingers, have the nerves in their fingers send a message to their brain that the ball
3: touched it, and then act like it didn't happen. Jacoby, are they keeping score? Do you have yeah. to sit on the sideline after you lose multiple games? Sometimes people yes. will lie and cheat to win. Have you ever heard that. of that before?
2: I don't do that. You know, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I really just don't want to admit it. Like when the ball just just grazes your finger and goes out of bounds, and you really don't want to do it. But I, I have to. I have to say it hit me. I have to. It's just the person I am. It's the person I am. I don't lie. I'm not lying.
3: All right. So let me think of a different way of it. What about on different calls, judgment calls, like travel or carry?
2: If you're or a regen. carry, if you're calling a carry in a pickup game, you don't play basketball. You can take four steps. You can take four steps with the ball on top of your hand. I will not call a carry. I will never ever – it's like calling three seconds. Like, come on now. What are we doing here? Don't forget, if you call 98580-Jalen, you can leave us a voicemail and – Ladies, we need your support.
3: Ladies!
2: Reggie always says we get one or two female callers every week. I do not believe that whatsoever. So please, ladies, call 985 80 Jalen and prove Reg the Ledge wrong. Again, ladies, call 985 80 Jalen. We're taking exclusively female voicemails on Wednesdays. Today, we're taking all callers like this one. Hey, man, what's
1: going on? This is A Dot, man, from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, Shout out to Red, the whole crew. Probably been listening for about four years now. What up, though, to Jalen and the whole Jacoby. I got a question. Uh, More or less uh, a statement in reference to the pickup basketball that I was talking about. Number one, we don't play twos and threes. That is terrible. We only play ones and twos. First game go to 15. Every game after that goes to 11. Last game go to 15. Also, we play on a smaller court. Um, it's a gym, but the court is actually a little bit condensed, so there's no back court because the court is probably if it's 94 feet in the regular event, it's probably like 80 feet, somewhere around there. Yeah, it's probably about 85 feet, somewhere like that, 80 to 85 feet. You know. Also, I played uh, this past summer in a co-ed basketball league. Their rules were slightly different. Female shots were threes and fours. So she made a two-pointer, it was actually counted as three. She made a four-pointer, it was counted as, I mean a three-pointer, was counted as four. Is it cheating, or is it sophomore boss move, to get girls that played at the local college and just got them to run with you, instead of uh, getting regular females that just, uh, that played just locally? Alright man, like I said, it's A-Dot man, holla. At me. Big shout to ADOT. Shout out.
2: And as the senior pickup basketball analyst, I will take this. First of all, I don't, I don't mind playing ones and twos. I think it's fine. If you're playing ones and twos, I'll play ones and twos. I'm just saying it's not normal basketball. Twos and threes is how the game is scored. That's how it works. You distort the scoring of the game if you get twice as many points for shooting from outside the three point line. Now, to get to his question, I feel it is disrespectful to all the female basketball players to score their points differently than a male basketball player. I can't imagine playing in a league where, oh, if you're a female, you get three points and four points, but if you're male, you get two and three points. No, no, no. That is disrespectful to their abilities and to anyone who ever thinks that just because someone is a female that they're not good at basketball or you feel like, oh, I can play in the WNBA, they can't even dunk. You are just wrong. You are wrong. They had also at this (laughs) tournament, at the Cookies tournament, Jalen Rose, they had a whole female bracket too. Female ballers everywhere getting buckets. So, no, you should not score it differently. But here's a question for you, Jalen. I feel like there should only be one size of court and one size of ball in basketball. Your thoughts?
3: I agree. I think uh, that's one of the things that – hinders American-born players and their development. I've talked about that on this show for eight years, how all of the rules change depending on the level of competition. So in high school, you're playing a a different ball, different different time, different three-point line. Then you go to college, it's the same exact thing, different lane line, different number of fouls. In high school, states don't have shot clocks yeah like this just uh, made a bun, yeah everything should be standardized
2: if, you could, if i'm eight years old and you're giving me a full men's basketball to play with why are you giving women a smaller basketball i don't really understand that and i, I would like some female voicemails to call in and chime in on this 98580 jalen but i don't understand why if i'm seven and i'm playing with a men's size ball why are females that are grown women playing with a smaller basketball?
3: I don't understand that. All facts. All facts. All facts. One of the Appreciate people the call one, ADOT. I got, I got somebody that talked about coming on the show. We'll ask, we'll ask Skylar Diggins when she comes on the show. Let's ask Skyler Diggins
2: when she comes on the show. Appreciate the call. A dot. Appreciate all of our callers. Ladies, don't forget to call 9580 Jalen Levis voicemails. Please feel free to slander all of my pickup basketball rules anytime <laughs> you want. We'll be back tomorrow. Why is that? We're done. We're not done. We're not
1: done. Got to give the people Give people what
2: they want. They're my little guys. I love them. All I care about is my nipples. Seriously. Seriously.